Check, check. Welcome to Dignity During a Pandemic. No one left behind. My name is Len Chan. And my name is Megan Vandergeesen. And we'll be your host for today's episode. This is the plan. The Dignity During a Pandemic podcast is a community project of the John Humphrey Centre for Peace and Human Rights. This podcast is part of our YEG Dignity campaign in which we engage with the lived experiences of folks in our community during a global pandemic to open dialogue about the impacts of COVID-19 and how each of us navigates the struggles that surface and find hope and strength during these challenging times. I left in the past and looking back, I wonder why. In this week's episode, you'll hear a conversation between Megan and Mallory Yangwei, who's the person you may have heard from our first episode pronouncing Imiskwishiwiskaigen. Mallory is from Saddle Lake Cree Nation. She's a mother, a Cree language speaker, and an incredible business consultant whose goal is to assist Indigenous entrepreneurs with their startups. Back and forth again in circles I send. I Mallory talks about how her relationship to story, community, and her roots are connected and what the pandemic has highlighted for her. Keep listening to hear that conversation. Yeah, anyway, I just thought while we're hearing, we're going to include this piece um, if that's okay in the podcast we just thought like it would be great to have your voice there and then i feel like the one thing that we missed um is just off the top for you to actually have the chance to introduce yourself oh no worries uh well um i'll introduce myself in my language you can use it if you would like um so uh mallory young wayne in uh, Peter Jackson Igwa, Teresa Anderson Nene Gigwak, uh Oni Tikskapunek Otinia, uh Egwa uh Skaigan. Um so greetings to everybody. My name is Mallory uh Yangwe. I come from uh, my parents, Peter Jackson and Teresa Anderson. Um and I come from the Satellite Cree Nation uh as well as um Beaver Hills House. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so much um and I would just love to have you um, a part of this and not having given you any time to prepare or anything like that. I wondered a couple things, just if, if um, this conversation maybe had brought anything to mind for you that you wanted to share about dignity. And then, yeah, just, you know, in a lot of ways, this podcast is reflecting on this moment right now with the pandemic and what that means for all of us in our everyday lives. And I know you're a, a great community member and lots of things, and you're also a mom. And it's like, there's a lot of realities that really come home. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, anything that you wanna share, we'd love to hear from you. For sure. Well, so I guess like when we talk about, um, when we talk about like the city using um, different names, Cree, Dene, or, uh, whichever language they decide to sort of rename uh, certain places. Um, I think it's kind of like, it's really empowering for Indigenous youth. And, and I think about this a lot because I know that I'm very privileged in um, in a way that I was raised in my community and I have a very strong connection to my community. And actually I was talking with um, a, a friend of mine about this and we were talking about like the responsibilities that we have as Indigenous people, as as um, Indigenous women in, in this city is to be able to 
make people feel uh, connected to to each other and to the land, right? And so when I think about the, the term Amiskwachiwaskegan, I think about all the young people who are being now raised in uh, in the city as opposed to in their communities. Like for whatever reason, a lot of Indigenous women or families have moved to the city. Um, and I think about how much um, emphasis I put on um, who I am is because of where I come from. And I always, I always acknowledge my community first, my family and my lineage whenever I speak at events and things. And it's always like, um, you know, placing that before anything else is, it's because of my community that has allowed me to become who I am. And so I think of all these like young people who are growing up in the city and, you know, people ask them, and I, and I actually just experienced this yesterday with somebody, I was asking them, oh, where are you actually from? You know, like an, an Indigenous person. And she was like, uh, Edmonton? I don't know, I sometimes forget that a lot, a lot of youth are being raised in the city and that they're not connected to their communities in the same way. So when we, when we see, like, the city taking an opportunity to rename these places that once belonged to us. It's sort of representative of that sense of belonging that these Indigenous youth are going to have to this territory. It's also sort of a way to, to connect our people back to the, the land and the culture um, that through colonial aspects, um, you know, they took that away from us. They, they said, no, you know, you can't be here. You're not allowed to take up space in these places, or you're not allowed to speak those languages in these spaces. And so it's kind of like a, a way to sort of reclaim our connection to that land. And also as, as Nehio people, we always like identify places by, by like story. Um, everything has a story and it's representative of what um, what that territory had to offer, right? And so when, uh, and this is just a story that I heard from one of my elders, Bert Oje. I don't know if you've worked with him, but he's like <laughs> the sweetest man ever. Um, and he told me about how when they built the fort, like this, this entire city has this big trading uh, history. And when they built the fort, it was down over by the Garneau Hill. And so and when a lot of the, Indigenous people were coming for their annuity payments or to like get their rations or <laughs> to sell their furs. It was always within this territory. And so one of the things, one of the stories that came out of this was that our people were coming in from, you know, all different sides of the city and noticing that, you know, where the Garneau Hill is, it's such a big, it's such a big hill. And they would see the, um, the, the kind of top, wooden pieces of the fort and so they would name it um because it looked like a beaver lodge in the mountain sort of thing so it kind of became this um this uh, beaver hills house park <laughs> or beaver hills house or beaver mountain house and so i don't know i i always go back to that story because i always think can you imagine like what it would have been like in like the 1700s coming sell your furs or even like my ancestors coming to this territory to sell their wares and my dad always tells us these stories about our community we're like two hours a drive two hours drive down the north saskatchewan and he would tell us the story of ochomnahus from our community who would sit on the top of the hill and wait for like the trade the canoes to come in with all of the stuff that was traded 
in uh, Muskochi Waskaigan. And it was always like beaver furs and I don't know. It's just, it's my connection to this territory. And, and I feel that, you know, when we start to acknowledge the names, the original names of these, these territories or these places, it also pr provides that storyboard for our young people to find their connection to this land. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was so beautiful. I think, yeah, and like a connecting point for for people, you know, settlers and newcomers to this land as well. Absolutely. It's also such a great opportunity to talk about the history, like the history that's not just the colonial history, but the, the history that um, that we know through our perspective and being able to tell that to, you know, not just Indigenous youth, but non-Indigenous youth. And it really kind of emphasizes that that statement that we're we're all treaty people. We all have this responsibility to to uphold agreements that had come before us and that will outlive us. <laughs> but yeah, thank you um, so much. Yeah, I really appreciate those perspectives and you sharing that. Um, yeah, I just I don't want to take too much of your time, Mallory, because I know you've had a busy life. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time and just chatting and sharing and um, being so generous and teaching, sharing teachings. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we're done? Well, um, I guess one of the things that I, that I hope that come from this and why I'm always willing to share um, is that I really uh, can't wait for the day when our young people can feel that sense of pride and um, that sense of uh, belonging to this territory. You know, names don't all, only just mean a place, um, but it's also our story. It's also, um, you know, the experiences that we live here. And um, it's also our sense of belonging. So I really, I really love that you're doing this. And I really hope that, you know, one day we can do some sort of campaign where people talk about, you know, where they come from and, and who they are and who makes us, um, who makes us the Inu people of this territory. Thank you, thank you for asking me. <laughs> thank you so much. What a pleasure to talk to you today. Hope you have a great week. Yes, you too. <laughs> talk to you soon. Try and be in touch, bye. Back and forth again in circles I sin I take what's within and make a plan to perform again Since way back when, maybe since I was 10 Thank you so much, Mallory, for your contribution to what our individual, collective, and shared humanity looks like. We produced this week's show on Amiskwichiwa Skyagin, also known as Treaty 6 Territory in Edmonton, Alberta. We recognize land acknowledgements are only a very small part to engage in ongoing reflection, practice, and action against the legacies of colonialism that impact us today. To see the full transcripts of this interview, or to view past projects of the YEG Dignity Campaign, just visit our website at jhcenter.org. And thank you to our funders, the City of Edmonton, and the Family and Community Support Services Program. And big thanks to CJSR 88.5 FM for airing our podcasts. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope to connect with you again soon.